What's up, nerds? And welcome back to your weekly movie review podcast. That's right, you're locked in to the flagship 3FN Podcast. As always, we are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. I am your host, Rich. And my fellow nerd compadre is with me as always. And of course, that man is the man who had just recently made his triumphant return to work. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you Ron. Yeah, barely. Barely. <laughs> yeah, it's a rough one for you. I've been sick for four days. And I would like to say first and foremost, obviously, Happy New Year to everybody. We are kicking off 2023 with the first 3FN podcast of 2023, the way we usually do. And that, of course is with the 2022 year-end awards, which are called the Nerdies here, and the 2023 preview of movies upcoming. That's what we're going to be doing in the show instead of a movie review. But before we get into any of that business, Ron, how has been your week? Shit. Shit and shit and more shit. Uh, Friday, I went up to Sydney and grabbed my niece. Uh, got back. You know, we went and saw Violent Night. Uh because she hadn't seen it yet, and it's such a fun watch. Um, then, as the night progressed, I slowly got more and more sick. I could feel it starting in my sinuses and just pumping through my freaking sinus. And to the point where, unfortunately, she just chilled up the house while I slept. And I slept for basically three days. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was shitty. You know, the only time I got up was to go get her food or to drive her back to sydney on sunday because she had to be to work wow sorry to hear that man yeah rough weekend for you well i didn't fare too much better i woke up on saturday with a scratchy throat but i wasn't really sick meanwhile what happens is my asthma kicks in when the weather keeps going back and forth and lately in where we're from the 607 it went from being really cold to really warm especially for this time of year we went from having negative degree weather into the 50s, yeah, which is a big fucking swing, obviously. And so it finally caught up to me on New Year's Eve. I still uh, had uh, you know Ken M over, and uh, we watched some pro wrestling on New Year's Eve, and my wife put out this nice little spread. We watched wrestling on Sunday, and then by Monday, it went fucking out of check. So I, I worked part of a day. I came, I went to the, that's why we didn't record on our normal day. Went to the walk-in. They gave me a lot of steroids, so... I dealt with some sickness, just not as bad as you. So, man, it's been a rough one. It's been a rough start to the 2023 year. Uh, I hope the year gets better, but it can only go up in my estimate. But, uh, you know, it's been a, it's been an interesting one. Oh, yeah. It's been an interesting one. Hopefully, everybody's had a better start to their 2023 out there listening to us. But before we can go any further in the show, we got to take care of a little bit of business as we do each and every week. Hit you off with some shameless plugs. Of course, if you're looking for any information for the 3FN Podcast, it's simple. Go to 3FNPodcast.com. There you will find the social media links. You will find links for the 3FN Podcast, for 607TWS, for friends of the show like the ODPH Podcast, and so much more. Also, while you're there, there's links for Patreon, patreon.com slash 3FN Podcast. For as little as $1 a month, you get 
a ton of extra bonus content and help support the product. Also, there's a link for our T Public store, as well as links for the musical directory where you get to hear, get to visit the bands that support us with their music, such as Shout at the Robots, who does the theme song for the 3FN podcast each and every week. Check them out on Spotify, YouTube Music, and Bandcamp. Also, while you're there, check out the local sponsors who help bring this show to you each and every week, commercial free, starting off with the people who provide us with the 8122 Production Studios, Dragon Master Games, for all your Magic the Gathering and gaming needs, visit them on the World Wide Web, DragonMasterGames.com. Also, if you're in the 607 and your car needs to be clean, it's simple. Take it to Rex 2 Rods Auto Detailing uh, for an appointment. Call them 607-644-3389 when you're ready to put the pride back into your ride and tell them that the 3FN podcast sent you. Also, we have our good friends over at Sci-Fi Horror Fest going down August 25th and 26th from Vernon Downs Casino in Vernon, New York. Make sure uh, if you would like to get any information about who's going to be there or buy tickets to visit their website, SciFiHorrorFest.com. And last but not least, we have a brand new sponsor, Ron. That's right. Dubby Energy Drinks is a sponsor of the 3FN Podcast. What? If you would uh, like to check out Dubby and all their great... Uh, energy drinks, or as they like to call them, pre-workouts for the po- folks that don't just use them to stay awake, uh, you can do that at w.gg. That's D-U-B-B-Y dot G-G. They have some great deals there as well as samplers and everything else. And when you go there, when you're getting ready to check out for 10% off, put the promo code 3FNPOD. That's right, the number 3FNPOD into the promo, and boom, you'll get 10% off your order. Here's the best part about it. You can use that every time you order from them. So if you really like it and you keep going back and ordering, always use the promo code 3FNPOD, and you'll always save 10% off at W.GG. Thanks to the fine folks at W for adding the 3FN podcast to their sponsorship roster. That's a brand new one. I got to get it on the website still. Nice. Brand spanking new. So... Remember, 3FN Pod at checkout, W.GG. All right, Ron, it's been a rough one. I know that we're both not feeling well. I know that it's going to be a little bit of a challenge to step <laughs> back into the plate. I know that uh, what you guys at home might not know is we've had like four or five takes here. So that's because I keep coughing and whatnot. So let's dive right in. Let's get in the meat and potatoes. Let's ride over to the triple stuff where we're going to give the box office and then get into the 2023 movie preview let's all go to the lobby let's all go to the lobby let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat that is right. Let's kick it off the right way. Let's jump right into the box office. And this past weekend's box office uh, was an interesting one. There was some movement, Ron. There was. So in the number five spot, Babylon, with another $2.6 million. Number four, which was last week's number three, was Whitney Houston, I Want to Dance with Somebody at $4 million more million. At the number three slot, skipping up from its previous week at the number six slot, and that was Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, with another $5.1 million. Number two, staying in this spot from last week, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, at $16.8 million. And last but certainly not least, in the number one slot, as it has been for the past two, well, this is the third week in a row, I should say, Avatar, The Way of Water, with $67.4 million at the box office. Once again, these are domestic totals. What do you think about this, uh, the box office movements? Uh, Avatar didn't drop yet, damn it. 
Avatar did not drop quite yet, man. I've heard not nothing, nothing good about it. You, well, actually, it did drop originally. It can, did come back up. So that's going to bring us to, since we're doing this year-end show, let's talk about the year, shall we? Sure. So let's talk about the top 15 of this year. Coming in at number 15 was Lightyear with $118.3 million. Mind you, these are all domestic in the U.S. totals. Number 14, this was Nope with $123.3 million. 13, Uncharted with $148.6 million. Number 12, Elvis with $151 million. Number 11 was Black Adam with $168 million. Number 10, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 with $190.9 million. Number 9, Spider-Man No Way Home, which technically came out in 2021 but did it came on december so it's still making money it's 2022 total was 231 million uh thor love and thunder came in at number eight with 343.2 million dollars the batman at number seven with 369.3 million dollars at number six minions the rise of Gru, 369.7 million dollars at five, Jurassic World Dominion, three hundred and seventy-six million, and then we had the top, the the, the red top four so far, uh, because of only a few weeks in Avatar: The Way of Water, four hundred and one million dollars. Number three, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, four hundred and eleven point three million dollars. Number two, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, four hundred and thirty-six. $0.5 million. And in number one in the box office in the U.S. in the year 2022, Top Gun Maverick, $718.3 million. That's a lot of numbers to throw out there. How did you think about that, how that went down? Pretty good numbers in there, huh? It worked out fine, and considering I saw most of those movies was amazing. Well, we reviewed most of those movies. If you go back in the archive, you can uh, check out all those reviews as we had them come to you. So, Ronald, we got a top three for these folks. And I'm going to call on your memory for the top three. Oh, Jesus. And this is going to be an easy one. I think this is a lob. I, I meant to message this to you <laughs> earlier, but I didn't. I'm sorry. I get better about that. So what were your top three news stories from 2022? Now, mind you, it could be good or bad, and it's only entertainment. I don't care about you know what's going on in the world. We're trying to make it. So it could be good stories. It could be bad stories. You, what were your top three? And I, I, I'll go first. So it gives you a little, give you a couple seconds. And you can even copy mine if you want. At the number three spot, I think that one of my favorite news stories of this past year, the back and forth with James Cameron, Cameron, sorry, I said Cameron, and Marvel Studios, uh, as far as you know, him knocking, you know, superhero movies to then go make his pseudo superhero movie anyways. Yeah. Which let's be honest, that's what Avatar is. So I always kind of find that kind of fun. My number two favorite story of this past year was the. Off the charts cancellations from Netflix. <laughs> like anything that was successful and good, Netflix axed. Like I never get that point. And of course, the number one has to be the whole WBD, you know, debacle. Discovery buying Warner Brothers, then finding out that it was a shit ton of debt, <laughs> then cutting movies and everything else out of the budget to then create DC Studios, then to get Peter Safran and James Gunn as heads, to then have them cut everything out, to then have the fans go pissy. I think that that has to be the the story of 2022 in a nutshell, without diving into too deep waters. Did you figure? Did you you got okay, this? So uh, definitely the James Cameron thing because it it annoys the piss out of me. Because one thing I 
did catch was like they're like why did this character do what he did oh you had to read the comic book that was the prequel to this wait james cameron doesn't do comic books he doesn't do comic book movies oh wait avatar's a comic book movie so that that whole thing is annoying to me uh uh number two uh amber heard and johnny depp obviously because that was hilarious to watch that whole trial and now i'm you got to go with discovery and warner brothers thing because that was just hilarious when they're like wait we're, we're, we're still bankrupt so we're just going to cancel everything that we have because we need to get some kind of money back <laughs> lots of fun lots yeah. of fun now you notice we didn't do the previews of what's coming up this week because instead we're replacing that with the 2023 movie preview what we're going to go over now it's not going to we're not going over every movie that's coming out in 2023 just movies that either we're looking forward to that we'll most likely be covering here on the show during the 3FN Movie Club, or just movies that people are anticipating. And I did lean on Variety for this because A, Variety is a trusted source, and B, it's easier to go with their list. Yeah. And I want to make a point blatantly clear up front. As we know, these movie titles could move dates. Mm -hmm. So yes, right now, they're tentatively at the spot. Unfortunately, that could change, and I think we all understand that now. Let's start off... First of all, in this movie, we know it's not going to change because this is going to be the 3FN movie review for next week, the first new movie of the new year, and that is Megan coming out on January 6th. If there's a movie that we didn't uh, know about or uh, anything that we know it's going to be about, I feel like we're not going to dive into what it's about. Sometimes we'll talk about it if we don't. I should add that in as well. How unprofessional and sick of me. <laughs> uh, the next movie they got on this list, and I think this is an interesting one that we may cover, Ron, because we just finally saw the trailer for this at a most recent movie that we went to, which would have been Babylon. 80 for Brady coming out on February 3rd. That was the one that's based on the true story during the 27th Super Bowl. Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, oh, yeah, Rita yes, Moreno, yes. and Sally Field yeah. play lifelong friends who travel to see their beloved yeah. Tom Brady on the field, directed by Kyle Mervin. Yeah. We saw that during the... Yes. So we might we might actually uh, cover that. That looks fun. But at the same time, that same week, I can tell you the movie will there will be that week's movie review, because that might be the following weeks, because Knock at the Cabin also comes out at February 3rd. Oh, yes. That's the M. Night Shyamalan movie with Dave Bautista. It's got to be better than old. Uh, don't don't jinx us. Uh, this one I threw in here just for you. Magic Mike's Last Dance comes out on February yeah. 10th. Fuck yeah. I know you're fucking uh, excited. Dude, next year, Chan and Tatum, it might take Ryan Reynolds out. Do you, do you want Mike, you haunted, baby? Oh, all day. Uh, five, uh, the next movie we're going to talk about is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, brother. February 17th. I know everybody's waiting on that one. I don't think I need to read you a description. But if you're not waiting for that one, the one that you're waiting for is coming out the following week because it's Cocaine Bear on February 24th. <laughs> I want to point out, this is going to be the busiest February for the podcast since we've done this in five years. Yes. Easily. Uh, March is not going to get any easier because Creed 3 comes out on March 3rd, followed by, on, Mar on March 10th, Scream 6, which will both be covered on the show, so cannot wait for both of those movies. And then March 17th, Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Nice. And I know you're excited for that, and once Shazam. again, I feel like our February and March are covered because... The last week of March is going to bring us John Wick Chapter 4, and I know you're waiting for that on bated breath. I'd hang myself. Bated breath. And then the following week, Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, March 31st. How are you yes. feeling there? Uh, my D&D group wants to try to go do a group to see it. Well, you know what? Maybe maybe I'll join. Maybe uh, I think we're going to definitely cover that on the show. Yeah. Let's be honest. Definitely. Uh, Chevier is April 7th. That's going to be an interesting one. Uh, that's the one about the French-Caribbean violinist. Oh, okay. You know, it's a basically a biographical yeah. drama. It looks really good. So I, I, I'm 
personally going to be happy to see that. Yeah. On April 7th, also that same day, the Super Mario Brothers movie hits the theaters. Are you excited for Super Mario Brothers? Of course. Chris Pratt voicing Mario with no accent. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, April 14th, Renfield. That is the uh, vamp, uh, the Dracula movie, if you will, starring Nicolas Cage as Dracula. Oh, that's right. But it's based upon his sidekick, Renfield. I like it. Uh, next up, May 5th, or this is on the list, mind you, skips weeks, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, May 5th. Nice. I think that's, is that not the most anticipated movie of the year for us? Uh, close? Close. Close. We'll talk about that in a minute. Maybe we'll see something more. Uh, I know you're rating for this because you cried at the first one on May 12th, Book Club 2, the next chapter. <laughs> and we did just finally see a trailer for that also before Babylon. I, did, I didn't see Book Club 1. Uh, neither did I. <laughs> but I just, I'd like to throw you under the bus. <laughs> like, like I, I might have cried. <laughs> but, but if that doesn't get you going, May 19th is for family because it's Fast 10. Oh. Or is it Fast X? I keep asking that to our good friend Ken M. Is it, it Fast 10 or Fast X? I don't know. It, it needs to be Fast Triple X. Fast Triple X. <laughs> oh, so you want him to mix it with the other Vin Diesel property, Triple X. Yes. And then you bring Ice Cube in? Oh, you bring Ice Cube in. You bring you you have Finn play Toretto and Xander Cage. And you, they're two it. different people. Yeah. It'd be fucking amazing, and then he fights each other and fights himself. And but but the Fast and the Furious wins because they're family, right? But, but but here's the thing: you, you you never have to worry about it because you you'd only be acting with himself, and you're you're good. Interesting. <laughs> I like the points though. Uh, May twenty sixth, The Little Mermaid hits the uh, theaters. Finally, are you going to be excited to see that? I'll I'll see it just because I want to see how it goes. Next up, June second, Spider Man across the Spider Verse. I know oh, that we're. I, I'm waiting. I want to see that so bad. I know we're both waiting on that, and this one's got to be next. The very next week, June 9th, Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Can't wait. Can't is that, wait. Is that, is that might be your most. Maybe. Uh, well, like if it's as long as it's as good as Bumblebee, we're good. <laughs> June sixteenth, Disney uh, puts out Elemental. So that's a Disney Pixar film. Oh. Uh, if you didn't know, uh, let me read the description because you're kind of that one. I don't know. Set in a world where beings made of the four elements, water, fire, earth, and air, coexist. Pixar's upcoming 27th film follows unlikely duo, duo Ember, played by Leah Lewis, and Wade, played by Mahamdu Athi, who, despite their fundamental differences, discover that they have a lot of similarities. The animated feature is directed by Peter Schoen, who helmed Pixar's The Good Dinosaur. Oh, so Avatar three. Uh, probably better. <laughs> uh, next, June 23rd, No Hard Feelings. This is a Jennifer Lawrence-starred film uh, in the coming-of-age dramedy from director Gene St Stapinski, in which she also produces, set in Montauk, New York, Lawrence's character answers a Craigslist ad from a mother calling for someone to date her son, played by Andrew Barth Feldman, before he starts college. I would be more in if it was just played by our good friend Corey Feldman. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. Just throwing it out there. Well, hitting theaters in June 23rd, and I don't think this needs an introduction, The Flash. <laughs> Thoughts on The Flash, Ron? Uh, like, the why? <laughs> why do we cancel other movies, but not The Flash? And I get it. It's because of trying to recoup some of that hard-spent uh, money. June 30th brings us Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I'm actually interested in seeing this. I mean, it's not my most anticipated movie, but I am in, in, very interested in seeing it. Yeah, I'll see it, but I don't care. July 14th brings us Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1. You know what? After seeing the trailers and some of the fucking crazy shit that Tom Cruise is doing, I want to see this movie. 
I, I know, but it's just the same shit. I don't care. He's jumping out of planes again. I, I'm, I, I'm, I know. I'm convinced that one time they're going to film his death, for real. I'm just throwing it out there. I know. Our, our, home bo- our home girl, if you will, Margot Robbie, returns to the theaters on July 21st in the Barbie movie. Nice. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Ryan Gosling, also in this movie. Ooh. I'm just saying, uh, this movie could actually play a big part in, in Man Crush and Woman Crush of the Year. <laughs> I just thought I'd throw that out there. But also on July 21st, Oppenheimer comes out. Oh, okay. That is the Cillian Murphy's uh, Christopher Nolan film. Yeah. Starred by Cillian Murphy, I should say. Playing Oppenheimer. So I can't wait for that. July 28th, we get our next installment from the MCU as the Marvels hits the theaters. Oh, that's when that hits? Yep. It hits on July 28th. I kind of forgot about that one. Yeah, (laughs) I think a lot of people did. And I liked Miss Marvel. Next up, Haunted Mansion on August 11th. Uh, I forgot that they were making this, but they have a hell of a cast because... As they're describing it here, it says viewers can expect spooky frights and comic delights from director Justin Simeon's comedy horror take on Walt Disney Studios' Haunted Mansion. The film stars Rosario Dawson as Gabby, a single mother who moves into a ghostly manor with her son, Chase Dillon. In order to exercise her home, Gabby enlists the help of a priest and a psychic and a historian played by Owen Wilson, Tiffany Haddish, and Danny DeVito, respectively. Other cast members include Winona Ryder, Jamie Lee Curtis, Jared Leto, Dan Levy, uh, Hassan Minaj, and many more. That's a hell of a fucking cast. Like, I don't know how I didn't remember this movie with that cast. How, like, how many favors did he have to turn in? A lot. And you know what? I'm here for it. I'm actually I'm interested in seeing that movie. That is yeah. definitely going to be one. Got to be better than the original. Uh, on August 11th, Challengers comes out, and according to your look, it's just like me. I didn't know anything about this. Director Luca. Uh, I'm going to damage his name here. Guadagnino's newest work is a romantic drama that explores the dynamics of a relationship between two pro tennis players, both on and off the court. Zendaya takes the role of Tashi, a player turned coach who commits to help her husband, Art, Mike Fast, become a champion of the sport in spite of an initial losing streak. I'm in or not, whatever. Of course, I know this one is one we are waiting for. August 18th, Blue Beetle. Yeah. I cannot wait. I'm a big fan of Zolo, who yeah. is playing the Blue Beetle. I cannot wait to see this movie. I don't know if this is going to be shit canned after or not, but I I, I, I want to see it. I have a feeling this is they're they're going to try to push this as their as the Iron Man catalyst. Yeah, I think you're right. I absolutely think you're right. Uh, next, we have a September 22 release of Next Goal Wins. Taika Waititi's sports comedy drama stars Michael Fassbender as unorthodox soccer coach Thomas Rangin. Based on directors Mike Brett and Steve Jameson's 2014 documentary of the same name, the film follows the true story of Rangin as he attempts to turn the American Samoa national soccer team into champions. Elizabeth Moss, Will Arnett, Yuli Lakatafi, Oscar Knightley, David Fain, Beulah Cole, Leah, uh, Samu Filippo, Rachel House... And more join the cast. I'm in for any Taika Waititi film. Yeah, it'll be fine. This is one I know that you're super excited about. You ready for it? October 6th, Craven the Hunter. Oh, God. Sony Films. Sony Films. Can't wait. Oh, my God. It's Morbin time. I will just say this. Aaron Aaron Taylor Johnson looks like a good Craven. I'll give it credit. Listen, he's sexy. I'll give him that. Well, coming off the shit show that was Halloween Ends, and I'm sure that's not the last time you've heard that uh, today on this show, October 13th is The Exorcist. Is That oh, is also being nice. done by uh, David Gordon Green and his good friend uh, 
Danny McBride. Yeah. I, the team behind the Halloween movies. Hey, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I mean, mm. it's The Exorcist. So how, well, do you, how do you mess that up? Well, yeah, I didn't understand <laughs> how you mess up Halloween, but here I mean, we you are. just take Mike Myers and don't put him in the movie. Yeah. Eh, well, maybe they'll take out Pazuzu. <laughs> well, Dune Part 2 hits theaters on November 3rd, and I've got that circled on my calendar as well because I did enjoy Dune Part 1. The Hunger hey. Games returns as well. The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, November 17th. I thought we said all we had to do with the Hunger Games movies, but yeah, guess not. Uh, the movie Wish comes out on November 22nd. In celebration of Disney's 100th anniversary in 2023, this new animated film focuses on the power of wishes, an important component of the studio's history. Set in Rosas, the Kingdom of Wishes, the film follows the story of 17-year-old heroine Asha, voiced by Ariana DeBose, Chris Buck, and Fawn Verishashorn, direct from a script written by Jennifer Lee. So, it's an interesting pat ourselves on the back Disney moment, I guess. Yay! This movie I'm also interested to see, though, on December 15th, Wonka, starring Timothy Chalamet. Oh. So Timothy Chalamet, in a month's, uh, just a little over a month's period of time, has two major motion pictures coming out. I like it. I can't wait to see that. Of course, that is the origin story of <coughs> Willy Wonka. And last but not least on our list of confirmed movies, coming out on Christmas Day, December 25th, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, which will be the end of the Snyderverse if you are following okay. what has been said by James Gunn. Yeah, pretty much. And then we will presumably see Jason Momoa go on to play Lobo, hopefully. Probably. Hopefully. So, out of that list, which ones are you really excited to see in 2023? Honestly, it's got to be Rise of the Beast, Transformers there, um, Enter the Spider-Verse 2 there. Um, obviously, these are all the cliche ones. Um, so, I'll, I'll, I'll watch. You know, those are the ones that I really want to see. Uh, Wonka, I kind of hope I'm hoping for good things with that one. Um, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, other than that, we'll see what we see. I mean, my, my first up is I really am anticipating quantum mania. I'm, I'm on the cocaine bear hype. Well, yeah, so I can't wait to see cocaine bear. I mean, that's closer. I did enjoy scream five or sorry, scream 2022. So I'm intrigued to see where radio silence takes those, this, the series and scream six. Once again, don't have to wait long for that. As far as long-term wait, the Marvels. I forgot it was coming out this year, and I'm kind of happy it is because it's a nice little summer movie that I think is going to be fun. Yeah. And Walk is a big one on my list. Right. And also Dune 2, because Dune 2, if it's very, if it's good, that could raise the stock of Dune Part 1. Right. I agree. If Dune, if Dune 2 is better and then it makes Dune 1 more cohesive for me, then obviously that'll jump too. I agree and concur with all of those. And that is going to do it for the 2023 movie preview. If we didn't watch, list a movie that you are looking forward to in 2023, hit us up on those social medias. Of course, you can find them at 3FNPodcast.com and let us know because we're always open to doing different uh movie reviews based upon what you guys suggest. Also, we didn't mention movies that are only rumored to be coming out that have not been locked in stone because I know that the, the Ghostbusters title is supposed to come out in December of 2023. However, it has not been locked in, nope. so I'm not going to add it. Hopefully it does because it is a movie I am anticipating. And there's a few other movies that are not locked in quite yet nicely that won't move out. So we only went with the source of variety because obviously we wanted to go with locked in films, but there is some others out there that are rumored to come out or have a tentative date, but nothing locked in yet. They're not even got, they don't even have full titles yet. Yeah. So we're going to take a break. When we come back from the break, we are going to give out the 2022 nerdy awards.
Hey, this is Bill Tash from Obscure Form. You can follow me on Facebook at Obscure Form. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, Bill Tash. Check me out on Spotify or help me out on Bandcamp at Obscure Form. You are listening to the 3FN Podcast. Bringing you the 3FN Podcast, opinions and thoughts on the best and the worst of the year 2022. Ron, are you ready to give out some nerdies? Yeah. Well, as you know, each and every year, we like to do the first episode of 2023, paying homage to the previous year's best and worst. I say best and worst, even though there's only one worst category. Uh, we try we try not to disparage too many people. We try to keep it positive here. All right. Let's start off with the coveted man crush of the year. Ron, who is your man crush of the year? Well, obviously, it's always Ryan Reynolds, but I do have an honorable mention. Now, I'm going to butcher his name, but uh, Najoro Marukugimia from uh, Alice in Borderland. Cheshire from Alice in Borderland. You know, if you see that show, you'll understand. Yeah, he's kind of dreamy. Ah, okay. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I was kind of feeling it. <laughs> okay, so that's that's who you're going with? Yeah. All right, I, I can see that. It sounds uh, very... Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like, trust me, I was like, damn. <laughs> All right, okay. Well, my man crush, it almost, it almost got taken over in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Because I almost had to change it to uh, Tinak Huerta Mija, who played... Namor. Yeah. Uh, instead, though, instead, I went with the person that I had said was in the lead all year, and I had to stick with it. Alexander Skarsgård from the Northmen. Well, that sexy Viking fighting. That, that's only because they didn't take they didn't edit out his crotch. If they wouldn't have edited, I, I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> if the bald stayed in 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 Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, then T Knock would win. Yeah. However, because they took it out. Those bastards. Oh, man. That, we, that sexy body from a half-naked Alexander Skarsgård. Woo! Made me thinking about, you know, maybe playing for the other team. Yeah, I guess you. Go throw it out there. Very sexy, man. Of course, I could have picked my usual Hall of Famer, Jared Leto, but he did look sexy with the shirt off when he was, you know, not, you know, when he got became Morbius. But that movie was so bad, <laughs> I had to kind of forget about it. Uh, woman crush of the year, Ron. Who is your woman crush of the year? Florence Pugh again. She's Florence so, Pugh? And she's so sexy. Sorry. Florence Pugh is hot. She was on my final contenders list. I, guess I, I, I can't stop, man. So here was how my final contenders list ended up. Florence Pugh was in my, in my contendership. And I, I'm going to say this. She was sitting at the three spot. 
at the end of it. But she could have been the one spot. Because yeah. I, I did really, you know, it, it, it was it was close. Don't worry, darling. Woo. Oh, she, Woo. She was very close. She was great in that. Just a bad very movie. Close. Yes, but very close to winning. Yeah. And I'm, 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 the reason I'm listing off the three is because they were so close. My number two spot was actually Anna Taylor-Joy from The Menu. See, I never, like, I know that she's very attractive, but something about her pale complexion with the blonde hair throws me yeah. off. But you throw that reddish, like that auburn yeah. hair she had. Yeah. Woo. So I thought she was going to be the winner. The Queen's Gambit. Yeah. Now, mind you, honorable mention is usually my Woman Crush Hall of Famer. And of course, that's Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah. Because she was in a movie this year. However, and she did look, believe it or not. I got a little, I'm going to say it, I got a little turned on when she was all crazy and had the blood coming oh, out yeah. a little bit in the scene where she slaughtered the Illuminati. You would you would have begged to be slaughtered by her. Ooh, oh, you're, you're not fucking lying. You're not lying. But she's only honorable match. She wasn't in the top three. You heard the other two. Those other two, they were in there and fighting. But then we went to see Babylon. And I have never, and I'm, I mean this, I had never found Margot Robbie hot. I know why people find her hot. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying she's not attractive. But I never was like, oh, man. I fucking want Margot Robbie. Yeah. And then I saw Babylon. Specifically, which weirdly enough, was the uh, scene where she was uh, dancing on the bar. <laughs> and it's not even because she flips slips a nip. It's just because I'm like, man, she's fucking hot. So Margot Robbie wins my woman crush of the year. Stole it at the end of the year. The one great thing that came out of Babylon. Yeah. I'm just going to throw I, that out there. Yeah, one I, great I, thing I that it. came out of Babylon. She is very attractive. She is. All right. That's going to bring us to Best Actress. Who is your best actress of the year 2022, Ron? I'm going with Jenna Ortega. Seriously. She's she's very young up I get it. But she's just been killing it in everything she's been doing lately. And I, I just want to give her recognition. MVP All-Star crushing it. I'm I'm yeah. I, I agree that she's fucking phenomenal this year. And she was in everything. Yeah. And seemed like everything you every time you turned around. By the way, finally watched Wednesday. Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Um, my actress of the year is actually going to Florence Pugh. Uh, because even though Don't Worry Darling wasn't the best movie, I thought her acting and portrayal in that movie is very, very good. And I thought she had a strong performance, and that actually saved the movie a little bit for me. Now, some people will be like, well, how is it a, if it's not a good movie, and it's in your contendership for worst of the year, how could you have a good acting in it? Because somebody broke out. You know, yeah. It's just like when oh, we, she- we, we talk about it all the time, that you can be a great actor in a bad film. Yeah. There's plenty of there's plenty of actors over the years that we've talked about that are, yeah. are amazing in everything they do, and they've been in terrible films. Yeah. And Florence Pugh was awesome in Don't Worry, Darling. So yeah. that is my pick for at Best Actress. Ron, that's going to move us on to Best Actor. Who do you got? All right. Uh, this one, I'm just jumping on the bandwagon because I have yet to see it yet, but just from everything I've heard, uh, Brendan Fraser, because, you know, from The Well, everybody's talking about. You know, I, I have to give it, I, I got to give it to him, even though I know I haven't seen it yet, but as soon as I see it, I know it's going to be fine. Yeah, you know, I've, I've heard great things about The Whale. Great things about The Whale. Uh, Brandon Fraser's probably, probably, possibly, like, locked in for Best Actor yeah. overall. So, I mean, if you're getting that kind of talk, it's always a good place to be. Actually, I'm going to go with a movie that I finally saw, finally, because now it's on streaming. And uh, it was a movie you guys had a certified nerd. And, of course, that would be Amsterdam. So I'm going with Christian Bale because I thought he was amazing in that movie. He, he was amazing. Now, in mind movie. you, that movie was packed full of all-stars and any one of them could have won it. But he was amazing in that movie. So I want to give it out for Christian Bale in Amsterdam. And, by the way, I'm making it a trifecta. I certified that movie nerd as well since I finally saw it. It was it was phenomenal. So good. Movie. Phenomenal movie. Uh, as a matter of fact, you could hear that name again and possibly will. So... 
Let's move on though now to best TV series or sitcom. Mind you, these could be on streaming services or on television. It doesn't matter. That's why we put it in that way. It just has to have, be episodic. Ron, what was your best TV series slash sitcom of the year 2022? I'm going with Alice in Borderland. Okay. It came out right before Christmas, uh, season two. Uh, it, you know, it's a very, it continues what you got from Alice in Borderland season one and it ends. Like it's only two seasons, you're in and done. Like they didn't stretch it. You get you get the conclusion, um, and I understand it's Japanese with English dubs and all that stuff. But the acting and everything that's in this movie in that show was amazing. Yeah, you know I don't watch too many series anymore. I got to be honest, and we we've talked about that before. I've, I've more gone into movies because that's what I watch. But I will say this for series, and it could be recency bias. I'm giving it to Wednesday. No, I, I agree. I, 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 I love Wednesday. I didn't even sit down to watch it. My wife had it on. I missed the first. I didn't even watch the first episode. Still haven't. Came into it episode two and then watched it straight through. Ruined my whole plans for the day. Yeah. Well, so obviously it was good enough to keep my attention for you know that many hours. I'm good. Episode one wasn't that great, anyways. Well, I, once so. again. I don't even uh, know, but uh, I, I didn't need it. I uh, knew what the story was. Yeah. It was great. All episode one was was she you know, went in, dropped the piranhas, got kicked out of the school because the kids were the bolt the the polo team was uh making fun of Pugsley and she's mm-hmm. like, You can't do that, that's what I do and then they she gets shipped off to Nevermore. And okay. That that's all that Hey, I didn't all. even need to know that. Yeah. The story was so good. I enjoyed it, so I'm gonna give that my best T V series or sitcom of the year. That's going to bring us to best drama. What do you have for your best drama of the year, 2022? See, this like I said, this might be just because I just watched it, but uh, it, it, I, I give it to Glass Onion. I enjoyed it. It was solid. I still think Knives Out was better, but I did enjoy this movie. See, this is where I was giving it up to Amsterdam. Because Amsterdam, you know, it's a comedy, but there's drama in the... Yeah. I, feel, I feel like it's a drama more than it's a comedy. Yes, it's funny, but there's a lot of drama elements. So I'm going to give that my best drama of the year. I like it. Next, we had Best Action Movie. Now, mind you, there is a Best Comic Book Movie, but this could be a comic book movie as well, or it could be any action movie, or you could pick two different comic book movies to call it there, the same one if you would choose. So first, we're going to go with Best Action Movie, Ron. Top Gun Maverick made all the monies. It was a solid movie. I made fun of it because it was basically Star Wars, New Hope, (laughs) when you break it down, but it is, you know, basically... (laughs) Does <laughs> it even a question? No. Top Gun Maverick is my best action movie of the year. Yeah. Top Gun Maverick. I love that movie. I saw it twice in the theaters. Next up is best comic book movie now. So, Ron, what is your pick for the best comic book movie of 2022? Yeah, I'm going with Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Dude, I love that movie. You know what? You signed me up, too, because actually it was my pick as well. Nice. I thought it was going to be a lot of hate out there for it. It might be. Somebody I'd be like, why? First of all, I'm a Sam Raimi mark. Oh, Secondly, yeah. I thought it was written very well. I thought it was very entertaining. I know some people didn't like the movie as well as others, but fuck that. That's just my opinion. Dude, That's Ron's opinion as well. Dude, it's solid. It's a solid movie, and Sam Raimi did an amazing job with that movie. And he swerved everybody oh, with the it. fact that everybody didn't realize that Wanda was going to be the villain the entire movie. Yeah. And she was. And and she did a great job. I thought, I thought the whole cast did great. I yeah. liked some of the visuals. I liked the homage to Evil Dead and some other stuff. Wakanda Forever was up there as well for me. It just, I don't know, for whatever reason, like the, the emotional part was amazing, but it fell short in other ad, ad, you know avenues, in my opinion. Yeah. Next up, best thriller or horror film of the year 2022, Ron. Uh, I'm throwing this to Terrifier 2. <laughs> like, I, I know I'm not one for the gory kind of stuff that uh, Rich is, but like, I enjoyed that movie. Like, yeah, I had to scream away a little bit, but 
it, it's a solid movie. This was a year of great horror films, True. in my opinion, because there was a lot out there. Even if I didn't like some of the other people liked, there was a lot out there. Because I'm going to tell you what, earlier in the year, we you know we had The Black Phone. I thought that was a phenomenal yes, film. Solid. Simple. It falls apart when you really think about it. But in the moment when you're watching, you don't care. So that's why yep. it, it was higher for me. Also, you have Smile. Which I thought Smile, Smile was, very was very well shot, well, very well done. Terrifier 2, the little movie that could. Yeah. Uh, and, and I enjoyed that as well. But when it came down to it, when I had to pick it, I think, and I, after, from the time I saw the movie till now, and I still say it, Barbarian True. was my favorite no. horror film of 2022. I get it. I, 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 like, I like Barbarian a lot too. Great premise. I love the fact that the advertisements for the movie never gave away anything that wasn't in the first 20 minutes. Yeah. So the you know after you get past that first 20, 25 minutes and the Airbnb thing, you have a whole other movie you know nothing about. Yeah. And I thought that was beautiful. They uh, they give away too much shit in trailers, and I love that Barbarian killed that. Yeah, I get it. I, I love that. No, you know, I, I loved it too. Next up. Best comedy of 2022. I think I know your answer, and I definitely know mine. What do you got, Ron? Uh, comedy? Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Really? Dude, that, that's solid. It, it is solid. a very solid movie. And once again, I yeah, it's comedy stuff, just like Amsterdam has comedy. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I would count it as straight comedy, but... No, I like it. No, I there's a lot of funny stuff in that movie. Like, like when you when you see him first, like go in his body, and he's doing all the parkour around the laundromat, and the mother's yelling at the daughter through the, you know, and, and like they're just like, what's going on? <laughs> My best comedy of the year is going to be Clerks Three, and yes, I know it gets you in the feels towards the end, but it is a comedy at the end of the day. I, I get it. I, so Clerks I, Three, it just got me too much in the feels, man. It's, uh, I it makes me that. cry every time. But it made me laugh before it made me cry. And I, I got to say, it's as as much as an emotional drain as it is towards the end, which is beautiful, and that's why I give it such high praise. And it's even one of those movies that I would put up there for best movie of the year. That's why I'm giving it best comedy because in the first part of that movie, it makes you laugh yeah, and true. it makes you remember why you love these characters. And that part of it is the big trick that Kevin Smith pulls over all of us right. because that switches in the second half. And it's a beautiful movie and I think it deserves all the accolades in the world. So my best comedy <laughs> is Clerks 3. Yeah, I get it. I understand that too. But I like it just everything everywhere all at once is just an original thing. Right. And we've had 20, 30 years with clerks and i get it and, and that's why I, by that i'm trying to get something original no that's fine that's absolutely hey your thought process your picks once again the viewers at home or listeners i should say at home because not <laughs> like we have people watching they're probably also you know have different picks as well so that's going to bring us to the top two spots and first up is going to be worst movie of the year ron what was your worst movie of 2022 there's two that's fine halloween ends obviously because that was just fucking horrible and uh, don't worry, Dolly. Don't worry, Dar Dolly. Darling. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, like those two. Like, ugh. dude, in a year where I've seen some bad films, <laughs> and I'm gonna be honest. Like, and I'm not gonna give you my pick until the last one. But and these are the ones that didn't make the list. But these were the ones in consideration. I was bumping around Halloween Ends. I was bumping around Don't Worry, Darling. The reason I eliminated Don't Worry, Darling is there was a great idea there that they dropped the ball on. True. Halloween ends, there was really nothing saving it, but I think the reason why I'm so mad about the movie is because I'm such a horror fan and the Halloween franchise, even though it's fallen on its face many a times, I'm looking at you, Halloween Resurrection, Curse of Michael Myers, etc. It still doesn't change the fact that it's a legendary uh, franchise, so it's kind of felt like it went out with a whimper this time, yeah. in my opinion. But I think that that's because I have the feelings from the past. I guess if I wasn't as big of a franchise fan or horror fan, it wouldn't bother me as much, so that's why I eliminated that. Then I got to Where the Crawdads Sing. 
And I know that some people did like the movie, but my wife went with us and other, you know, and the movie was geared towards her even. And that was why she came. And she was like, this is terrible. Yeah. And, but in that movie, there was still really good acting. It was solid acting. And there was really good cinematography and they nailed a lot of things. They just didn't nail the story because they tried to do 10 stories. Like we said, instead of just doing one. And so they, they kind of fell short. But once again, just like, don't worry, darling, in my opinion, there was a great idea there that they just didn't execute. So I have to give it a little more. And that brings me to finally where I came to my worst movie of the year. There was other ones I didn't even give. I'm not even giving the time to. Worst movie of the year was a movie that we were so happy to see. We were so <laughs> excited to see. Because in the trailer promotions, we were like, Idris Elba is going to punch a lion. <laughs> The worst movie of the year was Beast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that movie was fucking terrible. It was bad. There is no saving grace to that movie at all. The CGI was sus. When we rated that movie, we were like, what the, f- why the fuck do we go see this? Yeah. Like, man, with all the promise went out the window. So my worst movie of 2022 was Beast. That brings us to the top spot, the number one spot, and that is the best movie of 2022, Ron what is your best movie? See, this is where I have to put Amsterdam in. Really? I, I fucking enjoyed that movie so much. I had everything you needed, like, all the way around. Like, I, it's such a good movie. Well, I, I can agree. I, I really did enjoy that. That was on the top of my list as well. Clerks 3, one of the top That's, movies. That was on the top two. If, if any of the best that I just li- uh, listed were on that list. However, it's funny because the movie you voted for best comedy, I vote for best movie, and that's Everything, everywhere, oh, I can see all that. at once. That movie was phenomenal for all the reasons you said. It's an original film. It was entertaining. Nobody expected it to be this gigantic movie, and it ended up being. I, I'm sure I'm not the only one that thought it was best movie of the year. Yeah. I, I, After I saw that movie, it was going to be a hard hill to climb for anything to surpass it. There were some things that came close. Amsterdam came super close. I'll even say Top Gun Maverick came super close. I really, really enjoyed that movie as well. But when at the end of the day, that originality and the fun that I had watching it, you know, everything, everywhere, all at once is my pick for movie of the year 2022. Well, if you have any differing opinions and you want to let us know about us, hit us up on those social medias and let us know what your best movies were, worst movies were, best action movie, all that. Just you can feel free to pile in. If you want to know how to find those social media links, it's simple. Go to three fnpodcast.com. All the social media links are there. All the links to Patreon, T Public. Friends of the show like the ODPH, the musical directory featuring Shout at the Robots is there. And also the local sponsors. Shout outs to Dragon Master Games. Visit them online, dragonmastergames.com. Rex to Rods Auto Detailing. If you're in the 607 and want to have your car detailed clean, hit them up at 607-644-3389. And then, of course, Sci-Fi Horror Fest. Find all the information at scifihorrorfest.com. And lastly, our brand new sponsor, www.gg. That's D-U-B-B-Y dot G-G. Remember to use the promo code 3FNPOD at checkout to get 10% off. Well, it is the first show of the new year, so it's the first time Ron gets to... And he has not told me what he's doing here, but you know the gimmick. He usually finds a movie that he doesn't like and finds reviews, or that, and that most other people like, and finds reviews shitting on it. Did you do something different here, Ron? No, oh no, we're definitely shitting on a movie. We're shitting on oh, a movie, but oh. is it a movie that you like? Because I heard that you were thinking about switching up, but you decided against it. No, I decided against it. I'm, okay, so, on. well, for the first time, we're all going to find out together. Ron, the stage is yours. All right, uh, one out of ten stars. Expected magic received crap. 
Um, not going to try to avoid avoid what it is, so I'm just going to read it how it goes. I have not read any of the Harry Potter books, but this is may be that it is May when the glowing reviews started to come out for this film. I decided to take a look at it. I can I cannot comment on the transition from book to film for the, or the quality of the Rowling's books, but the film of the very first novel is quite horrible. I tried to like it, but I found it excruciating to watch. It took me nowhere, and even worse, it really didn't have much of a plot. The thin shards of plot were introduced one hour and 45 minutes into the film. The first part of the film was obviously conceived to give a background to the viewers of the Potter world. Unfortunately, there was little to grip me here, and I found most of it to be grossy out of place. What the heck does a game of Quidditch have to do with the story? It and many other things were just eye candy. The characters were stale and seemed like rejects from a Ronald Dahl story. Uh, no wonder kids don't know how to read or write very well anymore. No wonder Britney Spears and NSYNC are so, are so possible. The piece of trash that is Harry Potter explains it all. The current generation will cling to anything as long as they don't have to think for themselves. Tis a pity. One out of ten stars. When the fuck? First of all, when was that written? Uh, that was Britney Spears and NSYNC was the uh, reference? November 9th, 2001. Okay. Or well, November 19th, 2001. Wow. That's, that, that, was, that was what threw me off. I was like, wow, that's an old reference. Yeah. Um, I just want to point out, you've decided to go after the Harry Potter fans. Yeah, Harry Potter just sucks people. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband because they're raping everybody out here. I'm just saying, man. I mean, I, they weren't for me, but I ain't going there. I didn't, I didn't want that smoke. Send all that smoke to Ron. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a fun year. Well, with that... Thank you all for tuning in to the 3FN Podcast. Hopefully it's not your last as you're calling for our heads because, you know, we don't like people who wave around wands and such. Uh, but, hey, it's only Ron, so make sure you send that hate mail to Ron or in care of Ron because I, I, I don't really get bothered by any Harry Potter fans. It's just I'm outside of that age group. Like, honestly, I'm, I'm going to be 40, so in 2001 I was, in you know, a senior in high school. So, like... Yeah, Yeah, it's the same thing I thought about the Twilight films. It wasn't for me. It is what it is. But anyways, Ron wants that smoke, so he's going to give you that smoke all year. Ron's going to give it to you. He's going to give it to you, as DMX would once say. The late, great poet of our time. Well, thank you for tuning in to the first episode of 3FM Podcast this year. Hopefully you were entertained and enjoy. We will be back next week with our first movie review of the year 2023 as we review Megan. Until then, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and most importantly, later nerds! Later. I can't believe you want smoke with them Harry Potter fans. Harry Potter just sucks.